And the Golden Globe goes to the Gold Derby Horses. Send in the clowns. That was my reaction to the Golden Globes tonight. <laughs> um, uh, this, is, this is so good. See, so when both of the people you sent for lose, <laughs> you, you, um, you kind of no, lose that, your mind a little bit. They, they lose to literally like the fifth slot. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> um, I'm George, aka the Joker. Um, <laughs> what? I'm going to become the Joker. <laughs> Tristan, um, yeah. aka uh, the Riddler, is here. <laughs> and I've got, got a riddle for you. And Brett, Brett, we live in society. Scott is here. <laughs> We live in a society. The penguin. And Brett is uh, the penguin, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) All right. We've got a lot to talk about. I am very... (sighs) I am jazzed. This is so funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, let's get the obvious out of the way. We burned ourselves um on our predictions i burned myself oh, on a plate me. of hot pasta and these predictions i, I burned myself on life um <laughs> how, how are we going to like how do you want to do this should we start with like the smaller categories and then work our way up or like what do you want to do let's like, start with the, the chaos let's start with the chaos real quick first okay. and foremost best actress can i uh, can i say something what so we have a group chat all right mm-hmm. and we were talking through the group chat the whole time about what was happening at the at the golden globes we were making comments or whatever and it, oh, weird things already happened that we're going to talk about later right yeah this, this podcast by the way will probably be a mess as we just all scream um, yes and so if this actress was happening and i wrote in the chat <laughs> watch Andre Day win this. Oh, <laughs> right no. when the TV went Andre Day. And I literally screamed so loud. My dad came into the living room to see if I was okay. Because <laughs> uh. I couldn't believe it. I willed this into existence and I apologized to everyone. <laughs> I didn't know that my power could do this. And I'll try to use my power more responsibly next time. <laughs> so... <laughs> The three of us thought Carrie kind of had this. I I mean, I said it was like a 95% lock. Now, that was a bad take on my part, obviously. But even after I said that, I was like, yeah, maybe it's not 95%. I thought if anyone was going to upset, it was going to be Frances McDormand. Maybe Viola Davis. No. <laughs> Andre fucking day. Right when we thought that movie was kind of done, it, it she just pops back up, and she's get she's getting in the Oscar five now, no matter what. Well, and here's what I'll say: we said that about Taryn. Taryn didn't end up there, but Taryn was. We said that in- about Aquafina. Aquafina didn't show up there. Okay, but Aquaf- that was musical and comedy. They weren't competing yeah. against a lot of the uh, 
the potential nominees, while Andra is was competing against like the four locks. So, but yeah. but I guess we'll get into it later. But there was another surprise winner that um, from the musical comedy section that, that was we'll just talk insane. About a bit. But what I that, will yeah, say, yeah, get into. What I will say is, I do think Andre Day will get in. Like I put her in my five for Oscars. I'm just saying, I wouldn't say it was a lock. I still think she's fifth slot. But I think she's maybe fourth slot, right? Now, or third, yeah. maybe. I, like, I think Kirby's vulnerable. I, dude, I've been making this point. Timothy Chalamet and Beautiful Boy. Yeah. Because that, that movie so, didn't really do anything. Here's the thing. This made the best actress race even crazier. Because none of the predict neither the predicted winner or the predicted upsets were gonna happen. And you know, I want to give a shout out to Dan Bayer on the next Best Picture podcast who said watch out for Andre Day because the HFPA gave the Golden Globe to Lady Gaga for American Horror Story. Like, that's what he said. And I gotta give props to him. Let's, let's, let's clap for, for, for our boy Dan Bayer. I don't know who Dan is, but yeah, you're good, I guess. Dan the man. Yeah. Dan Schneider! <laughs> Dan Schneider! <laughs> 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 let's clap for dan schneider let's do it no, no i can't clap for dan schneider he takes too many feet picks so well here's <laughs> the thing she didn't get the sag nomination or the bafta nomination which y- you could chalk up to them not seeing it in time but baftas haven't come out yet well she didn't make the long list no really and she didn't get a sag nom i totally forgot oh brett might be right she should have gotten SAG. That's a very but, SAG kind but, of performance. But that could be chalked up to them not seeing it in time. Could be. But I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure they did a lot of SAG nomcom screenings for that movie. Here's the thing. I don't think... Like, does this put Andra in a position to potentially win? Yeah. But I, I don't know that this is like... I don't know that she's going to be the lock here because I think Carrie has got the BAFTA on lock. She's going to take that BAFTA pretty easily. She could still take the Critics' Choice. She could still take the SAG. Although I don't fucking know who's getting the SAG anymore. Yeah, because Andre's not up for it. I I don't know if Carrie's going to get the SAG. I, I, I'm starting to think that it could be someone different at each of the major awards bodies. Th- this is possible. But here's the thing. We could- I'm going to hold out, right? I'm going to hold out. But here's the deal. The Critics' Choice. <laughs> and I'm, this is, I'm looking for the Critics' Choice to give us some clarity, even though they're probably not going to do it. Let's be fucking honest. If they give it to Andre Day and she doesn't tie with anybody, she wins it by herself, I will predict her to win the Oscar. Because. Oh. Yeah. Because that would show that she has the strength to win even without a SAG nomination or a BAFTA nomination. What if Lee Daniels won a person of the year? He's person of every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
If she, she loses my heart, I'm sorry. <laughs> if she loses it all together or ties, I'm going to be a little hesitant to predict her to win because Glenn Close and Lady Gaga tied at the Critics' Choice. And when everyone thought that Glenn Close was going to win, the uh, was just going to win the, the Oscar. I mean, I actually predicted Olivia Coleman, but um, when everyone thought Glenn Close was going to win the Oscar, I, I didn't say this at the time, but now that I think about it, the fact that they tied shows that, you know, maybe there's not as much overwhelming support. And the same would go for Bong Joon-ho, where Bong Joon-ho and Sam Mendes tied at the Critics' Choice. And then, you know, when we thought Sam Mendes was going to steamroll, Bong Joon-ho came up the middle at the last minute and won. So th- 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 there's like some support for Andra's performance. There's going to be support for Carrie. There's support for Francis. There's some support for Viola. I feel like any of these four could, could win at this point. I'm going to stick with Carrie because I think she's going to win the BAFTA. She could totally win the Critics' Choice because they love that movie so much. But they also love Ma Rainey's and they love Nomadland. They didn't like uh, Billy Holiday that much. It, 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 at the end of the day, it, it could come down to Dave versus Mulligan, Dave versus McDormand, Dave versus Davis, or all three of them in a brawl. Like, again, as I said in the last episode, let's just get them all in the ring and, you know, get Joe Rogan out there, have him like commentate on the fight. And, you know, that'll determine who wins the Oscar, I guess. I don't know. Let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. 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 I'm still telling you guys, I don't have her on my list anymore. Watch out for Amy Adams and Hillbilly Elegy. If she takes out Vanessa Kirby, that could happen. Or Andre Day. We'll see. I, no, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to snub Andre Day anymore. Can, can I... Uh jump to another category that also that like directly impacts the actress race here's what i'll say here's what i'll say more yeah if carrie doesn't win actress first of all i'm gonna automatically predict her to win for the movie she's doing with bradley cooper where you know the leonard Leonard bernstein biopic he's directing oh heck yeah that's gonna be the best movie ever made yeah I'm going to automatically predict her to win that, and I'm going to, st- and I'm going to stick with that. Second, if she doesn't win, and we can talk about this more later, it could pave the way for Promising Young Woman to take screenplay. Like, I, yeah. I don't... Like, I think it could it could happen. All right, now, Tristan, you, you go ahead. Um, so we were talking about who's going to get that fifth slot if Kirby's vulnerable or if maybe Andra was just a fluke. Um, but I think there's another person that we have to factor in now, and that's Rosman Pike, who won yep. for yeah. Um, so that was a surprise. I don't think any of us had her winning. It was a possibility. She wasn't fifth slot. She was probably number two. But I think everyone thought Bakalova was so far ahead in that race, and then last minute, Rosman just comes in and sweeps. Oh, and I think yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Well, um, he, here's the thing about yeah. that. 
I was always a little hesitant on declaring Borat to sweep all three awards, right? Because some movies just don't do that, really, right? Borat doesn't seem like the type of movie that would sweep. Like, what's like La La Land was obviously like a sweeper, but that one literally, like, literally all seven awards it was nominated for at the Globes, they jizzed on that shit. Um, and then <laughs> just a chuckle after that was so funny. I'm sorry. I mean, it's true, they did, yeah. and like, you know, I mean, yeah, American Hustle and stuff, they did that, but. This isn't like I, with Borat. I was skeptical because that's not really a true comedy. Com- com- I mean, it's a comedy, but like, it's not a traditional one in any real way. And I thought, if anybody, if either of the two were going to lose out, I thought it was going to be Sasha Baron Cohen. Now, I think I did uh, say on the episode that there was a chance for um, what's what's uh, uh, what's her face. Rosamund Pike to maybe come up the middle and take it. But then I said, Andre, uh, not Andre Day, Anya Taylor Joy. But then this happens. And I was already having my doubts about Maria Bakalova with supporting actress. This confirmed to me that they just don't like. It's just not gonna happen. I, I, I'd be careful. I, I think it's possible. Um, yeah, continue. But I'll, I'll, I'll talk about why I think she can still make it in. I'm gonna say, people were predicting J Lo to win supporting actress here last year, but they went with Laura Dern, and supporting actress is its own beast. But Laura, here's... Turn, turn, turn. sorry, that was stupid. But now here we have this slate of uh, of uh, people, where this was supposed to be a slam dunk for Bakalova, a slam fucking dunk. There was no reason for her to lose, and then she did. People who are predicting her to potentially be a threat to win the Oscar and you're still saying and if you're still saying that after this I am sorry but you are delusional you are straight up delusional and okay her chances make- her chances of getting nominated now are even worse than they already were okay uh, I'll I'll jump in here um, so here's here's the thing that we have to remember there are two very obvious reasons why Bakalova didn't win this one who is Maria Bakalova she's she's this brand new star that came out of nowhere um her only major acting credit is Borat she's not a celebrity um we don't know her from anywhere else. She's this brand new rising star. True as this may Pike, be. True as this may Pike be. Is, yeah. Go ahead. Rosman Pike is someone that the HFPA absolutely love. They nominated her for that random movie a couple years ago. I don't even remember what it's called because no one talked about it. <laughs> what was that even called? 
Uh, I don't know. Someone look it up. I'll look it up. It was some random movie. They love her. I'm pretty sure she even won the uh, the Globe back in 2014. No, that was Julianne Moore. Did she win the Globe though? She won yeah. the Oscar. Oh, did she? She steamrolled. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. They they love her. They love Rosamund Pike. She's she's not an A-lister, but she's definitely a star. She's someone that a lot of people know. Um, she's an actor's actor in in terms of like the types of performances she gives. And while I care a lot is a comedy, that's not really a comedic role from what I hear. It's more of a dramatic role in a in a dramedy. Um, and because it's a meteor performance in terms of dramatic weight, the Globes, the HFPA are going to be more drawn to that than Bacalovo, which is a straight up uh, comedic role from an actress who no one really knows. So it's very possible that that's the reason, reason that uh, Pike won. But um, the, the other thing is that it was category fraud. Uh, Bakalova is clearly the supporting actress. She's not a lead. And it's possible that a lot of the HFPA members saw that and are like, yeah, I can't vote for her because she doesn't really have the screen time that um, someone like Pike has, who really is the you know, star of that movie, while Bakalova is very much supporting and it's more Sasha Baron Cohen. So I, I think she still has a chance. The fact that she got in at the SAGs and could even win the SAG um, shows that it's possible that um, she's she's still got it. So I don't think she'll win though. She's out of the winning conversation. Yeah, You're I right. I actually um, echoed a sentiment of Tristan. I was about to go there. So let me say this: Does it matter whether how well she was known? Because the Golden Globes are obsessed. I repeat, obsessed. With Anjanus, who Bakalova is very much the definition of. Okay, they love their Anjanus. You could consider Andre Day an Anjanu, even though she's been around for a while. This is an Anjanu type role. It's her first. It's her acting debut, and so it very much fits the role of an Anjanu. And okay, so they voted for her. Wait, never mind. And, gonna... you know, they... It, it, what about Jennifer Lawrence? She was in Ingenue when she won back-to-back lows for uh, Silver Linings Playbook and uh, oh, American Hustle. No, no, she wasn't. She had Winter's yeah, Bone a couple years. Them. Well, she yeah, was still in Hunger super... Games. She was not in Ingenue. She, she was, was still super, Ingenue. super young, though. That's the thing. She, I mean, that, like, she was established at that point. But, sure. But here, here's the thing, George. All of the people that you're naming are American. Maria Bakalova's from Bulgaria. That, that's the difference. Also, here's right. the thing. Like, like even like Sasha Baron Cohen shouted her out whenever like he won for her performance because it wasn't really being talked about as much. Because, like you said before, Andre Day might be an ingenue, but she was a name. Maria Bakalova, like that's not a household name at all. I mean, I didn't even hear of Andre Day before, like. I started hearing about Billie Holiday, so. Rise yeah, I know, but she was yeah, still but, an established name. And if you're in the music scene, you probably know, because she, she's pretty big in terms of, like, popular music. Like, she had a huge hit. 
Okay. Like I heard of her because of American Idol and stuff. She was on there. All right. Sure. Fair enough. Like not a contestant. Just sure. Like, sure. Sure. But this is the problem, right? It was still supposed to be an easy category for her, especially with Meryl fucking Streep out of the competition. Okay. What if Meryl Streep gets nominated for an Oscar somehow for the prom? Not happening. Oh no, I- I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so funny. <laughs> Meryl fucking Streep, all right, was snubbed. It was supposed to be hers, regardless of name recognition. Okay. And where did it go? Where did it go? She was she was supposed to have it in the bag. Okay. You know? I mean Sure, which means she probably like she will definitely not win now. But it doesn't yeah. mean that she couldn't get a nomination. There's really not much competition in supporting, honestly. I still, I still think at the end when of the put, day, when you put Jodie Foster for the Monretanian or whatever. Well, we'll get to her. we'll get to her. We'll get to her. I'm excited for that. But That's here's the deal. Me. Here's the deal. When it comes to Bakalova, the fact that she already isn't a name says a lot about her chances. And I know that um, Yalitza Apricio and uh, Marina de Tavira were able to sneak in for Roma. Roma was the best picture front runner. Okay? I know it didn't win best picture at the end of the day, but it was still the front runner for best picture. That's how the and Alfonso Cuaron was going around, who was already going to win best director, was going around naming them in every single speech he gave. That put which, their which names. Sasha Baron, which Sasha Baron Cohen is doing not only in Borat interviews, but also trial interviews. He's campaigning the hell out of uh, her. So Well, she, Sasha she Baron could, Cohen is not winning an Oscar this year now, is he? But he's going to get nominated. He's in the conversation. Yeah, he'll not, totally get nominated for supporter. All right. Like, Borat, was Borat 2 ever going to get a Best Picture nomination? I don't think well, so. No, no, no. But I think the Rudy Giuliani situation was not only talked about by cinephiles, but also by everyone like that. That was a huge talking point and it really propelled Borat too into like pop culture in a way that, and the political conversation in a way that a lot sure. of other movies in the conversation aren't. And Maria Baklava, because she was very much involved in that situation and that all happened to her, She's on the, the mouths of everyone, not just in the industry, but, you know, everyone who's people who aren't even in, really into movies because of that situation. So I think that's going to propel her into the conversation and will uh, inevitably get her a nomination. And also, sure. she's so committed to that role. Like, she, she never breaks character. And that's really impressive because a lot of people would if they were put in that situation and she she never broke character which is really impressive and she's only 24 so i i think the oscars are totally going to go for that performance i don't the fact that she already is in the name is and this is something that i've always been keeping in the back of my mind even when i had her on my top five are the oscars going to nominate this performance yes when they didn't even <laughs> nominate <laughs> <laughs> yes Tristan, fuck you. Fuck you, Tristan. I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> Are the Oscars really going to nominate this performance when they didn't even nominate Sasha for the first movie? But, but here's the thing. Sasha back in 2006 was not a name. He became a name because of Borat. And I know you can say the same thing about Maria because she's not a name, but Borat now is a huge property. So she's piggybacking off of that. Borat at the time, like Sasha Baron Cohen, no one knew who he was. And, and, and Borat was also seen as like really offensive. Like it was, it was really offensive. A lot of people thought it was way too much. So the fact that he even got a screenplay nomination is a big deal. I don't think they would have went for that. And also the actor category in 2006 was a lot tighter than the supporting actress category is in, in this year. So I think there's a lot of differences between Sasha not getting in for the first movie and Maria having a chance for, for the second. First of all, Tristan, I think what happened in Supporting Actress tonight proves that, it, that Supporting Actress is a lot tighter than you think it is. Sure. Second, it's a lot, it's a lot more open. That, yeah, we're saying that, that it's not done for her. Second, you're saying second. it's done for her. It's totally not done for her. She's totally could get in there still. Second, yeah, but, yeah, I agree. Second, would the fact that Sasha wasn't named mattered because he won the globe for Borat when he wasn't a name? Yeah, okay, that's true, but. Again, there, there's a big difference between Borat 2 and Borat. Borat was seen, like, from what I've seen of the first Borat, it's a lot more offensive and a lot more edgy than the second one. They've toned it down a lot. Sure. And second of all, there's a lot of political things going on with the second one, and it directly ties to our political situation because it ties into COVID and it ties into the election. And Maria back. Baklava is at the heart of that. So I, I think they're going to want to award the movie in some capacity, and she's the the obvious in for that film. Other than maybe it would be really weird if they nominated the song Wuhan Flu uh, from that movie. Oh, I have it on my list. But imagine they nominated that and didn't give it anything else. That would be weird. That would be hilarious. <laughs> That would that would <laughs> that would almost like make perfect sense that it would be the Borat movie that would only get that nomination. Yeah, it'd be upsetting because it, it's it. She deserves it. She's so good in that. Honestly, Tristan is a simping Borat too. I am. Yeah, I'm not. I I'll say this. I'm not simping Maria Baklava. That's not why I'm going hard on her performance. It's because I I'm simping the movie as a whole. I think. The movie is the best thing in the world. So not really. <laughs> it's it's like a seven out of ten. But I just really want to see Borat to get a major Oscar nomination. That would be so funny. He, but part of the problem with Bakalova is the fact that unless you're this is a genre movie that is a best picture contender. Some of these genre performances can get snubbed. I mean, think, let me look at Lupita last year, right? If Promising Young Woman wasn't arguably a top five best picture contender, I would be very, very, very worried about Carrie getting nominated, right? 
and you know, even though her chances of uh, winning have, are, are a little tainted, um, I, I think she's still going to get in, like totally. Yeah, she's it, in there. Borat too doesn't have a shot in hell at a Best Picture nomination. That'd so be why if it did get in though? Yes, it should. That would be so funny. But why? So <laughs> that would make my life. Not gonna lie, <laughs> that would. So in that case. Why would I predict Bakalova to get nominated when you've got some other formidable contenders there? Well, should we get into that? Should we should we talk about supporting? I think this is a good transition now. Yeah, because we've talked about Bakalova for like 30 minutes. If I have to say Bakalova again, I'm going to need some (laughs) Bakwasha. I don't know what the (laughs) the hell. (laughs) So... I'm sorry. I don't know what I just said. I was mulling I over. We should, we should invite Maria Baklova on this podcast. Yeah. So, so we can just campaign for her. I was mulling over this category for a week. I initially yeah. said on the podcast I was going to predict Amanda because I wanted her to win. And then I switched to Glenn Close kind of at the last minute. And... I thought if anyone besides those two was going to win, it was going to be Olivia Coleman. <laughs> the person who wins is Jodie Foster from the Mauritanian. Wild. Who doesn't even give the best performance in the film, first of all. Just wild. I've, I've never, like, I've barely heard of that movie. I'm probably <laughs> never going to watch it. What the heck? Second... I, I I brushed it off as Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell. <laughs> like, Although Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell did get the Oscar nominations, so we got to look out for Jody. Yeah, like, or or, or or I guess another better example would be Annette Bening in the report. Kind of just brushed. Yeah, it off. that's what I brushed it off as. Yeah, but here she is winning the Globe. And I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I've seen the movie. The movie's fine. Tahar Rahim was, gave a legitimately really great performance, but Jodie Foster was just good. Like, it's nothing special. I'm sure she was better than Glenn Close, though. I mean yeah but I don't understand how you vote for this performance this I think they just really like Jodie Foster that may be true I literally think that's it yeah <laughs> I I don't fucking understand it I I, I, I don't I don't think that no no obviously I don't think this is going to translate to Oscars But to the people like Matt Neglia, who were saying after the Seifert snub at SAG, Glenn Close is totally locked in for the Oscar now. You got to predict it. You guys are all wrong. Okay. And I say this as someone who likes Matt Neglia. I have a lot of respect for him. He is actually the one who kind of indirectly, because I never talked to him, who kind of indirectly, um, 
taught me a lot of what I know about the Oscars and predicting the Oscars. I learned a lot from listening to his podcast and reading and reading a lot of his articles. I have a lot of respect for him, but yeah, he's a lot better than Clayton. Let's just put it out there now. Yeah. But sorry, Clayton, but you're whack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the nonchalant Lisa. Yeah. But <laughs> so funny. I, but you're, you're just wrong. I think that I think first off, this may be wishful thinking. I think Seifert is still in the race. Well, I don't think she's very much in the race anymore because if she was going to win anywhere, it was going to be here, the Globes. Wait, you don't think she's in the race? For a win? No. Because if she was going to win anywhere, it was going to be here. I oh, think. I, I think she's still in the race. I think if anyone... I hope you're right. I hope I think you're right. anyone but Jodie Foster won, she wouldn't be in the race. But the fact that Jodie Foster won, it's like a... Um, it's a write-off. It's like uh, what's her? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't. Place? I don't think it's gonna translate to Oscar. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing: if she was gonna win anywhere, it was going to be here, in my opinion. And it just doesn't. Um, it, it doesn't manifest. Not really. Now, you we could see Olivia Coleman win the BAFTA. Glenn Close win the SAG. And I think Ya Jong Yoon is going to win Critics' Choice. Oh, I, th- I think Amanda's going to win Critics' Choice. I think Ya Jung Yoon. They, they loved Minari. Okay. Yeah. They loved it. And they love her. I don't see any reason they don't give it to her. Right? Yeah, I think it could be a tie between Amanda and. Oh, I think Critics' Choice is going to do some fucking shit. They're going to do some ties. Yeah, they're going to do some ties. Or what if it's a, a three-way tie and Maria Bakalova gets in? Then you got to predict her. Goodness. <laughs> here's, the th- here's the thing about this, right? And uh, by the way, y'all don't see me, but right now I'm doing the hand moves like, uh, like Bernie. Like, like Bernie moves his hands, right? Um. <laughs> yeah i am i'm doing bernie's hand movements right now that's beautiful um i didn't even realize it but um the thing about this race is that this and the actress race maybe there's like a different winner at each show where um with this one like as i said like we'll get Maybe SAG goes for Glenn Close. Critics' Choice goes for Ya Jung Yoon. Um, BAFTA goes for Olivia Coleman. And what happens on Oscar night is going to be strange. And I am genuinely confused about who to vote for right now. I'm genuinely confused. This is a race that I, because again, I don't think Jodie Foster is going to translate to a win. Is she going to get nominated? Very well could. The the supporting actress category is probably going to make me tear my hair out. Right. I don't know. Like it, it sort of feels like anybody there could get snubbed and like, 
I wouldn't be shocked if I got two out of five on that category at the end of the day. Yeah. To to your point, what you said before about it being tough, I think, I think it is in the respect that there's really only like, there's, there's really no locks, but like at the same time, like, I don't think there's like too many strong contenders in there either. So Sure. It's, it's a little it's a little weak and it's a little strong at the same time. It's just a weird category. There's like who who wins? Like I don't know. It's just it's it's bizarre. Um, there is me, a... I... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was just going to say like to me Amanda Seyfried just seems like that's such a winning performance, but like she didn't win here, which is nuts. And she's not nominated at the SAGs. And then if close, I mean close, you know what? The Globes have honored her a lot before, so it doesn't surprise me that they didn't go with her because this isn't the kind of performance that she deserves to win for. And it's possible the Academy goes for her just to make up for not awarding her before, but sure. we'll, we'll yeah. see. Uh, she's she's She still has a chance. I don't think she's out. Um, but like yeah. Coleman, I mean, the Globes are obsessed with her and she didn't win. So, oh, Coleman's not winning. There's no way she could. She could that. win the BAFTA. You never know. She and SAG, SAG, SAG does do makeup wins sometimes. So, and they didn't give it to her for the favorite. Maybe she could win the SAG. I don't know. Here's the thing: if one person wins two of the four of the following uh, of the following major precursors. I will predict that person to win the Oscar. So if Ye Jung Yoon, for example, wins both Critics' Choice and SAG, I will predict her to win the Oscar. I'd be absolutely shocked if the SAGs went for that performance. They loved the movie, Tristan. Okay, They do, but that's not the kind of performance they award. Look, like they, they might, I'm predicting Minari to win Ensemble, but... For as an individual performance, I I don't really see them going for Ya Jung Yoon. She's like third for me. Well, Tristan, I remember on that podcast you had her down at number five, right? Did I? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think it's because she didn't get the Globe. That was like before the book before the uh, SAGs came out, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had her it's at number she didn't five. Get the globe. Yeah. And they nominated, you know, they nominated her. They nominated the ensemble. They nominated Stephen Yun, like yeah. And they nominated that movie over, you know, like Promising Young Woman and Mank and you know Hillbilly Elegy, The Prom, which you would think as like bigger ensemble contenders for the most part. And then they throw Minari in there because there's yeah. a lot of support for that film. And it's a legitimate threat for a best picture win. And we'll talk about that later. But um, the thing about it is, is that Minari, you know, like I could see Ya Jung Yoon winning. I could see Glenn Close winning. I could maybe see Olivia Coleman winning now, you know, even though I kind of doubted her chances of winning a second Oscar so soon after her first one. And granted, I think she's the least likely of the three. Um, and, you know, as far as Seyfried goes, like, I think she's still probably going to get nominated. 
if she misses the BAFTA, I'm gonna be really worried um, for her. But even then, I still might predict her just based off the strength of Mank. It's you know gonna be the most nominated movie, and you know I'm a little worried. Like if the BAFTAs snub her, like that's not gonna be a very good sign for her. And um, I- I'm trying to think about. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of an example of um yeah I, I'm really curious like who wins going forward because I don't think because I, I like I, I'm curious if Jodie Foster could slip in there but then you know you've also got Helena Zengel and um oh what's her face um uh, Ellen Burstyn, even maybe, and, ba- and then Bakalova. Like if if Burstyn gets the BAFTA nomination, then sure it's possible. But I have a feeling that she's done. She's vulnerable, yeah. But she did get uh, she didn't get SAG, right? Burstyn. She did not get SAG. No, she got critics, but I yeah, that's the kind of performance they go for. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's so. And and uh, Jodie Foster didn't get critics, right? No, she's on the long list for the BAFTA. Okay, it's possible. But if you look at like the past few years, all of the nominees for supporting actor and supporting actress were in like all of the acting categories, pretty much were uh, in the Critics' Choice lineup. So I think it's going to be five out of the six that they nominated are going to be in. You never know. Mer- you um, never know. Yeah. I mean, Marina de Tavira, Jonah Hill, they didn't yeah. get Critics' Choice nomination. Jonathan Price. That's true, yeah. Oh, Jonathan, yeah, you're right. The, the only one that really applies to right now is Actress. And with Actress, I can at least kind of whittle it down to a fu- to like a solid six or seven i, I think zendaya is out yeah i don't think zendaya is gonna get yeah zendaya is not in anymore at all yeah she's out you know uh yeah i think oh oh you know what rosman didn't get the critics choice right no okay yeah and she's so not she, she's not on the bafta long list then yeah she could be vulnerable i don't she could be i yeah that that might be a just kind of like a globes thing, and also because the movie's kind of doing really well on Netflix right now, it's possible that once the Oscars come around, they won't really care as much for that movie. And also, um, like that movie has a lot of controversy, and it's kind of similar to Promising Young Woman, I think. Yeah, but like, yeah, at least with Promising Young Woman. Like that movie is getting nominated places like the Globes, the Critics' Choice, every guild thus far. I think it would be very, very boring if Trial Chicago 7 swept all the screenplay awards. And, you know, and we know Promising Young Woman is going to do really well with the BAFTAs because it got 13 shortlist mentions. So we know, like they're they're gonna like it. It's probably gonna get PGA nomination still, 
I would still bet on Emerald Fennell getting DGA. And the movie's going to get nominated for screenplay no matter what. And it could win screenplay. Like, there's a, there's still a path for that movie to do well with critics. Like, you know, like, like when if the movie wins Critics' Choice next week, um, then, like, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think it'll probably win the BAFTA for screenplay. I imagine it could win the WGA. I, like, that's that might be what it comes down to, WGA. And we'll get into this a little bit more with trial, but if trial isn't the surefire best picture thing that we think it's going to be, then that leaves a very wide open door for Emerald Fennell to just dash right through and take the screenplay win, whether Carrie wins or not. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of screenplay, this is an interesting race. Um, and I guess we can talk about how trial went here. Yeah, this was, I guess, sort of expected because the yeah. Globes just love Aaron Sorkin. And mm-hmm. this is like the fourth time he won, I think, or third. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if this is going to translate. Um, I guess we're going to have to see who the WGA gives it to. Is trial even nominated? Yeah, it is. Is Promising? Yes. Okay, so I think if Promising wins there, then it's then you're going to see this two-win battle, uh, two-player battle between the two. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's an interesting race. Um, I, I think those are the two right now. I can't really see anything else winning it. Yeah, unless, unless, got... Min, unless Minari shocks us at Critics' Choice. Yeah, could. I I don't really know if Minari's like I guess if Minari ends up being a like really big picture contender it would need more than just picture to win right it, and it's not eligible for foreign film so like it would make sense if it won picture screenplay at the Oscars I think the package would be picture screenplay supporting actress that's what I, I would see it. It may be, yeah. It would be cool if Ya Jung Young what uh Ya Jung Yoon won, but I don't know. That that would shock me. Great if she wins if she wins Critic's Choice and SAG, then what are you gonna do? Yeah. I just I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense to me that Amanda is not doing better. Because like yeah, it just feels like yeah. it's the winning performance. It's very weird. It should yeah, be. Like a hundred percent. Some people, I guess, just don't have passion for that performance in the same way they do for Yoon. Um, or I guess even Glenn Close. I mean, even the Oscar experts said that he thought Glenn Close was better. So was that was that really have to say? I personally think she's better than Amanda Seyfried. I'd probably say that about Glenn Close too. That's a bad take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amanda is a bit. Amanda's is such a like classic performance. Like it feels like one for the history books. Even though a lot of people don't like make, <laughs> she's the one thing that everyone can latch on to. She's the heart and soul of the movie, and it's it's one of these performances that, um, you know, Amanda wasn't an actress that people really considered great prior to this and this is 
like a star making role. It's something totally different from anything yeah. she's ever done. So it doesn't make any sense that she's not the one that's sweeping. Um, I, I, think, I still think she's winning the Oscar. I hope you're right, but I, I so doubt it. <sighs> I like Yoon a lot. I think she's amazing, but Amanda's just so far ahead of everyone, in my opinion. I think I, she's okay. Like, I think best. Yoon gives a better performance. I'd rather her win, but I wouldn't be mad about Amanda winning. They're definitely my one and two, but. Mm. Oh man, that's so, that, that is kind of tough. I think if Amanda had two or three more scenes in the movie and the movie was more well liked, I think she would have it. But I don't think that I, I think that may be why like some people just don't have the passion that they do for that performance that's my only real that's my concern and um yeah the the supporting actress race is going to be the most difficult races to predict i there is no front runner in my opinion i don't think there is a front runner we could see a million different scenarios happen with that category. And we can see plenty of different ones happen with the actress race as well. I'm going to stick with Carrie until there's just no way, no reason for me to predict her as her supporting actress. I'm going to bet on Ya Jung for now. But I don't know. This, this, this is difficult. This is very difficult. I'm really... Uh, gosh. I, I want someone to throw us a curveball. I really want someone to throw us a curveball with this category. Beyond that, let's talk about the other things that happen. So for, let's get picture drama out of the way. Nomadland won best film drama, which yeah, yes, that's an amazing win. That is an amazing win. I'm so happy. That's so cool. It wasn't predicted. No, it was probably third actually. Um, and, and I like I I kind of thought that wasn't the movie the Globes would be the ones to go for, even when they went for Moonlight and boyhood but you know the other contenders were in like 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 its biggest competitors you know la la land and birdman were in the other category and here we are with nomadland's biggest competitor being in the same category and nomadland beats it it makes me think that nomadland could be somewhat of a stronger contender I don't think Trial is out of the race by any means. It could win PGA and it could win SAG, but I don't think it's like it's not necessarily a lock. And at the end of the day, people could just kind of unanimously agree oh, well, Nomadland is totally the best movie of the year the best uh 
the most well-crafted, most well-made film. Of I the, think it's also resonating with audiences. I think that's the goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really well, like, like well, they they're both resonating with some look, audiences. I love Roma, but I understand that there was a lot of people who didn't love Roma like I did, right? Yeah. yeah. But across the board, Nomadland is not only this like expertly crafted film you could teach in film school, but it's one where you could be like, hello, mom and dad, let's watch Nomadland together. And they'd be like, oh, this is an interesting movie. I think that's that's the ticket. And I think the other thing is that like we have to factor in the, the fact that we're, we're living through COVID right now. And out of all the movies... Uh, in contention, I think that Nomadland's the one that uh, relates to our current situation the most because it deals with isolation and economic stability and um, a lot of a lot of stuff that we're all dealing with as a society right now. So, like, while it doesn't directly tap into COVID, I think it's the one that's resonating with audiences the most. And mm-hmm. trial, while trial deals with you know, our current political situation and um, the, the corrupt uh, justice system and stuff like that. Uh, it, it does it in a more traditional way. And I think after Parasites win, um, I think audiences and, and the Academy are, are looking to award films that are a little more artistic and boundary pushing and trials just a lot more standard. So I think that's why they're going to go with Nomad Land because it's a very different kind of movie. It combines um, uh, like a, a fictional story. It's, it's a fictional work, but it's also got documentary elements in there, which makes it feel a little bit more authentic because uh, like you have real life nomads uh, improvising and, and giving speeches. So I, I think it's, it's really resonating with people to, to Brett's point. And I think that, uh, the Academy is going to want to award it because it, it just really tackles our current situation in a, in a really authentic way. Yeah, I'm not saying that we can't win, but there has never been any year where there isn't a race, like, like not since Argo, right? Not since Argo. Has there been a year where there isn't like a race? And this is my third year and only my third year following award season. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that like I was feeling really confident that Roma was going to win and Green Book was going to walk away with only Mahershala. And I got burned on that one. Um, And yeah, then I was the believer in the little engine that could with uh, Parasite. And then here it is, just bam, popping up in a in a screen in, in um, picture picture, yeah. And it does all of the things that it does. And I was, you know, with with some of these arguments here, and they were always races. They're not like it's not as simple as oh, this one, this thing. So it's obviously going to win this and Golden Globe drama. It doesn't align. Like the Globes don't pick the winners for best picture in either of their major categories. 
in the same way that um, the others do. Like, let me give you guys an example. 1917 was number two, 100%, but it, um, it just couldn't come short. Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I still don't know how the fuck that happened. And Nomadland is officially on the same list as Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my goodness. What do you uh, mean? Oh, oh, I thought you meant uh, in terms of... I don't know. a quality rise? You're yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah. I was about to leave this podcast. Yeah, it's on the same... Um, three billboards didn't win. Moonlight did win, but by the skin of its teeth. Um. So, to the... Uh, to the point of the uh literally by the skin of its teeth i'm sorry <laughs> i know uh to the point of the three billboards thing you were talking about like races i actually thought in 2017 that people predicting three billboards were nuts because it didn't get the uh director nomination i i, I thought easily it was a one it was a one horse race i think it was not uh, good shape of water like that there was no way anything else was winning. It got 13 nominations. Three Billboards didn't get the director nomination and it had backlash. And Get Out was a genre film. So if Three Billboards would have won in 2017. I would have been so upset. Yeah, that would have been dumb. That would have been I love the movie, dumb. but it would have been dumb. Yeah, Shape of Water is better. Yeah. Um, Get Out had steam, but it, it gained steam too late. So I, I think that was kind of a one-horse thing. But also... Um, I think the difference is that this year it, it's it's a very different kind of race because one um, the the ceremony is delayed a few months um, and Nomadland just it, it's had steam since the beginning because of the festival run but it also just came out at the right time so audiences are now seeing it um, so. It had the steam throughout the season and it's been able to sustain that. And also it just, it's resonating with people because of the issues that it tackles. And it's the, the most critically praised film of the year. So I think it's got everything going for it. And there's no other film this year that has everything going for it. It's, it's an all rounder. Um, I mean, there's Minari, which could surprise, but it's Minari while it it tackles some like the American dream and immigration. And I think the, the one issue that everyone's dealing with around the world, not just in America is, is COVID. Um, and I think Nomadland really taps into that. So I, I, I feel like it's the film that everyone's going to be. It's a cool, like if you look through back at the Oscar lists of what won, being like, Oh, the year 2020 Nomadland won. Like that's interesting. You're like, yeah, that seems mm-hmm. right. Yeah, sure. to me, it seems very much like a uh, like a Lord of the Rings thing, where it's just going to sweep everywhere. Well, I, I I understand that, but I don't know. Like I, I'm with you guys. I'm still like until something else wins something major, I'm not going to move it from a number one spot. However, I will say it isn't a lock. I think trial, if it wins PGA and SAG, I will probably wind up predicting in WGA, I will probably wind up predicting that to win the Oscar. 
And that'd with, be such a boring pick. It would yeah. be. And with Nomadland, um, you know, and then I guess the only other real competitor would be Minari, unless like something crazy wins PGA. Like I'm almost completely done predicting uh, promising a woman as a sleeper pick. I'm, you know, like yeah. not not unless it wins like BAFTA. Mank's got no chance. Ma Rainey's has no chance. One Night's got no chance. So yeah, it, it, it feels like it's kind of a three horse race in some way. It and, it kind of does, but at the same time. Nomadland's a really artsy movie, and it would be weird if if the Globes went for something that artsy, and the Oscars went for something as standard as Trial. That would be like well, there was Boyhood, right? Yeah, but also Birdman's somewhat. It's kind of artsy too. So sure, but a little feels it feels more like an Oscar movie than um, Boyhood does. That's true, but. It, 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 it that was another one that was really critically like people loved it and it was it was very artsy and out there and it it made sense that the the oscars would go for that um but like if if they pick trial over nomadland it'll it'll almost be like not as bad obviously but it, it'll it'll almost be like a crash broke back situation where like the globes went with something really progressive and artsy like broke back in the the uh oscars went for something as standard as crash and it i feel like with this expanded academy and the younger voters and the fact that the academy is a lot more progressive than than the hfpa at least now that now they are a hundred percent they're way more progressive it would just be really weird if if they went with trial and the globes went with something so much more progressive like Nomadland. I, I will say that part of the issue with Brokeback was the fact that there were some Academy members who just refused to watch it because of um, homophobia. Yeah. Which yes, that could that 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 would give you reason to worry for for movies like um uh you know like promising a woman that have these you know, that's really bold, like in your face, you know, kind of like what Brett was saying, but it's also, this is also the same voting body that, you know, got Parasite a best picture win. Like, I, like, if those people are homophobic and racist and like sexist, I have to assume that they're racist and xenophobic as well. And I, like, sometimes the, like the the overwhelming amount of passion for a movie kind of ekes them out and then you know moonlight also which you know was more of a squeaker than parasite was but here we are that was part of the problem with brokeback i think no man land it doesn't really have that and there's no real there's no real backlash to it so i think it's a smart choice for picture yeah and there is backlash for trial because usually one of the front runners has backlash and the, usually it's is the front runner that has backlash and then something comes up but nomads land's been the front runner for the longest time and trials the one with some backlash yeah. and nomad land's got nothing so i feel like nomad land's 
clear. It's in the clear while something like trial and even promising young women have controversy surrounding them. So they're, yeah. they're getting dragged down. And then Minari, I think is jumping over those two. And everybody seems- just kind of agrees that Minari is delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone and- agrees with- on Nomadland and Minari. People yeah. say those and- are the best. I will say that Get Out was also somewhat controversial. And yeah. there was also like a lot of buzz that like, you know, some Academy members didn't like the way that they were campaigning to them. Like it felt like it, they were being called like a racist or something. So that also has its own issues. So I'm not really worried about promising young woman in picture because this is the same voting body that got Get Out a Best Picture nomination and screenplay win. Got Parasite and Moonlight Best Picture wins. So I'm not really worried about it. And, and we're also underestimating how much the Academy is warming up to genre films in the past few years. Like, like they, there, there's usually at least one almost every year at this point. You know, you had Parasite last year, but, you know, also Joker. And, you know, year before that, you had Black Panther. Year before yeah. that came out, you had Shape of Water and, you know, Arrival. Yeah. And get out, yeah, and arrival, and you know, Mad Max Fury Road, and even Parasite's kind of genre. Well, I, 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 I already mentioned Parasite. Oh, sorry, sorry. But like, you know, they're warming up to genre movies, so it, it would make sense for you know. Still, I, I still think Promising Woman's going to get in for picture, but I don't think it's going to win. It could win screenplay. Obviously, I think actress is still on the table, unless Andre Day snatches critics choice uh goodness imagine if there's a four-way tie between andre day carrie francis and viola oh my lord it is they just cut the oscar in fourth yeah i i think uh this year because a lot of the time the the interesting race is picture but i think picture is going to be a done deal and people are going to be focusing on um the acting i wouldn't call picture a done deal it's 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 always again it's always a race and maybe i'm i'm just hesitant because i said roma was a done deal and then got burned on that but roma you said before roma was kind of like no sorry brett said this uh some people felt isolated by roma because it's it's a very yeah like i thought that in retrospect but at the time I thought it was all locked I up don't, for Roma. But, like, the whole idea that, like, Roma's boring was, like, a big thing whenever the movie came out. Nobody's saying that about Nomadland. Everyone just yeah. Yeah. bums well, and sings Kumbaya that it's good. It's got... But, <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's got just, nothing against it. Yeah. I'm just hesitant to call it a complete lock because of the fact that it... um. I get it, what you mean, but I would give it a 90% shot at this point. I'd go 95. There is a high probability that it wins Best Picture, but I'm watching out for Trial winning at PGA and SAG, and even Minari winning at SAG. Watch something crazy happen, like it just not get nominated for Best Picture. Oh, goodness. Like, after hours <sighs> getting stubbed at the Grammys. I, That's literally the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally the same thing. Who's hyped for the Grammys a couple of weeks from now? No, no, screw them. Fantano, Fantano's hype, but I'm hyped. Phoebe's gonna sing. Cool, I like Phoebe. I'll watch it on YouTube. (laughs) I am, yeah. So, yeah, 
and like 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 I I'm going to keep No Madeline as my one and best picture, of course. But I do I I wouldn't go all in and say it's a lock just yet. This is partly because I am, you know, because I got so burned on Roma, but you know, I'm trying to play a, a little bit safe now. Um, and I think uh, we can, and I think now that Ja has won the globe over Fincher, who you would argue gives the more globes, does the more globesy directing, I think that settles director. Yeah. She steamrolls. I yeah. Think. Also, she's campaigning more than anyone else. Yeah. She really wants it. This is so. like Alfonso Cuaron. When he when he won the globe, it was just like, oh, of course. Yeah. So Ja Ja is going to win director in a walk. And that's and, awesome. We stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we'll talk about let's talk about the other things. Chadwick winning. Is the same thing. Um, I was considering whether Hopkins could win because he also never won a globe. But, you know, towards the end, I was like, the opportunity to give it to Chadwick is very irresistible. And he won. So he's going to steamroll. Kaluuya winning here was huge. Because we all knew Sasha was a threat. And they loved Chicago 7. And now Kaluuya has, he's won. He's won here and he's going to win everything, I think. Yeah, this is the kind of performance that I think. Um, I actually did not predict them to win here because I thought the Globes would be like, yeah, we love our boy Sasha, but we also love Lin-Manuel Miranda. And they'd split the vote. It was a dumb thing. I lost both bets on that. Um, Kaluuya's sweeping. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, this also sells score. Now I bet against Soul and Score, and I made a bet about I have to watch Tucker Carlson on a live stream if I if I was wrong. And yes. uh, yeah, so uh, catch me live on Insta Best Avenger 2001 on Friday. I'm gonna be watching Tucker Carlson live, and I'm gonna want to uh, kill myself. Let's talk about song real quick. Yeah, crazy. So. I'm a little surprised this song even got nominated to begin with because HFPA, despite being the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, like they don't really, they're not as friendly to foreign language songs as they are, as the Academy is. Like, you know, when like Rain Song made the shortlist, you know, for, for Minari made the shortlist. Now, granted, Globes didn't nominate Minari anywhere besides foreign film, but that's besides the point. They shortlisted the song from Parasite last year, which didn't get nominated. And they've nominated other foreign language songs at the the Academy. But the Globes don't really do it that much. But then they win here. It, It might be because Diane Warren wrote the song and they're starting to do a campaign for her to win an Oscar because she is 11. She is Oh, and 11 right now for Oscar nominations and wins. Very, very overdue. So the question becomes, does this mean that it's 
the new front runner in song. Um, I, it's really just because like here's something that I'm gonna say about the song category this year. They all sound like the exact same song. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Every single clip that played, it sounded like they just put reverse on the last one. I couldn't I know. believe it. I was shocked. It's so bland and uninteresting. I hate this category this year. Yeah. I, I couldn't got, care less which one like, went. Where's um uh oh from Promising Young Woman? Where's the plan from Tenet? Dude, yeah, where is Travis? Where is Travis? I want to hear him accept his Oscar in auto-tune. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't want that. No, I hate uh, Travis Scott. He's terrible. But it would be so funny. I just want him to go up to the stage and and get it, go real, get real close to the mic and say, Skirt, skirt, and then leave. <laughs> skirt, skirt. Uh, speak now fight for you like it's like so fight for you is the best one in this category by the way really i'd give it to speak now but i do like her she's a cool artist and the fact that she's gonna get an oscar nomination is cool yeah Uh, but the thing is uh ioc is the only one there that is distinct and I think that's going to give it the edge and the fact that it's such a weak category and Diane Warren's 11 and 0 so far. So I think they're going to want to give Diane a, an Oscar and this would be a great way to do it. I suppose so. I'd predict her personally, because I think uh, fight, not fight for you. What is it called? Uh, Speak now is like, that is such a globe song and they had the perfect opportunity to award Leslie Odom Jr., who was in multiple of the movies that were nominated at the uh, the Globes tonight. He was in um, Music. He's in Hamilton. <laughs> oh, fuck. And he's in um, One Night in Miami. So he was nominated so many times for so many different things so that would have been a great way to nominate uh to to award him and that's a that's a big vocal performance so i yeah. thought they do it so the fact that they went with ioc kind of gives you the indication that the globes were thinking that it's the only one that's really distinct this year and they wanted to give diane warren that award and i think the oscars are going to feel the same way because that seems like more of an oscars pick than a globes pick so I'd, I'd be surprised if that didn't translate over. Potentially. I still just... It feels so weird to me that uh, I, I just... Mm, I don't know. Something about it doesn't really feel right. I'm going to wait to see what the Critics' Choice does, I think. If the Critics' Choice gives it to this, then I'll predict it to win. Yeah. It... If it, if they give it to speak now, I'll probably stick with speak now, because I think there's a lot of people who want to see Leslie Odom Jr. win an Oscar as well. I think I think speak now it's still in the bag. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still. It's, it's like it's like the song that's like actually in the movie has relevance in the movie. I think the Golden Globes is just their Golden Globes thing sometimes. <laughs> that's, well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna love me again was the end credit song. And it wasn't actually in Rocket Man, but also that had a bit of a narrative where it was going to be an opportunity for Elton John and Bernie Toppin 
to win an award together, which somehow in their very long career never happened. And like that was the narrative. This is this is going to um, be a hot take, but that song isn't good. I think that's the only reason we got one. Yeah, I don't think that song's very good either. Yeah. I love Elton John, but that's I not do too. Good. Elton John's great. That song's just like very weak. Yeah. Well, like, I remember like whenever they uh, announced that winning, I was like, "Wait, you've got to be kidding me!" Uh, okay, I mean, whatever. I like Elton John. I mean, at least the song is memorable. I like, I didn't know it all. I could not even hum it to you. I like I remember like I'm gonna love, I'm gonna love me again. And, and you know, it kind of goes like that, you know. <laughs> George, that's the most generic tune I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like you, but you remember it. You no, remember I it. You just saying with, it, and I can't remember it. With, <laughs> but you know what you remember? But, Into the unknown. Uh, do 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 do. Into that's a great the, song. Uh, oh god. Uh, I mean, yeah. Snub. You remember Shallow, right? Even though I'll Never Love Again is the better song. But yeah, I mean, but I'll Never Love Again, I can hum. Like, it's a memorable song. Yeah. Like, the past few songs, well, I can't remember. I can't hum Remember Me. But I can. Remember me, though it's time to say goodbye. Remember me. I mean, that, I can... that, that year like... hurt me because I love that song, but, but Mystery of Love. Yeah, yeah. Mystery of Love is the one I can hum like. Dun, 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 dun. The mystery of love. You know, and obviously La La Land. I was not mad with the Coco win. Because the yeah. Coco win, like, this, like number one, best original song category in the Oscars is stupid anyway. So there's that. Number two, um, Remember Me had an actual, like, narrative into the plot. Like, Mystery of Love was, like, ambient setting, and it was a cool song. But, like, Remember Me actually, like, it's a literal plot point of the movie. Like, I think that True. was obviously the one that should have won. Sure. For the Oscars. Maybe if we are talking about the Grammys, it would be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's but, a good point. Sure, but, like, that's also not a song I really like to listen to on its own. And that's kind of what makes it for me, like, I, if, like how good the song is on its own versus how good a song is in a film is very different for me personally. And Can I think about how weird today has been. I'm sorry, not to interrupt yeah. you. I bought two frogs and an Andrew Day one best actress. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you keep going back. Like the songs are kind of memorable. This EOC, well, granted, none of the songs here are really that memorable. Like. I mean, I remember, I remember, uh, uh oh, I remember, uh, I, I remember skirt, skirt, <laughs> but I don't remember the, I don't know the melody to EOC. Like, if you ask me right now, George, what's the melody to EOC? I would be like a deer in headlights. Yeah, I don't really remember any song. You, you know what could win? I'm what? just throwing this out there because I think legitimately terrible movie but i think it's it made the shortlist and it's the best song hands down uh the song from eurovision i think everyone agrees that's that's a banger maybe <laughs> it's gonna happen watch and it'll be so funny to watch will ferrell and uh 
uh, Rachel McAdams sing that song together at the Oscars. Sure. Could win. Who knows? Um, let's talk about Minari and foreign language film. Um, I've gone on and on and on and on about how this should be in drama, not in film or foreign film, whatever. But it, getting a win here is what Lee Isaac Chung needed. And it gives me all the ammunition I need to predict him to get in the DGA lineup and the Oscar lineup for director. Yep, he's in director. Um, Sorkin's out. He's in. Who is? Sorkin. Sorkin's out. Oh, yeah, I think Chung is in, and then the rest of the lineup will be the same as... Yeah, I agree, because they're going to want to nominate three women, I think. And I I think they're going to think of Sorkin as more of a screenwriter than a director and that's not really a director's movie so they're going to want to give it to Regina Regina's a star they love her and they want to see her in the director lineup Tristan I don't think the fact that oh we love Regina King as an actress is gonna be good enough for the director's branch this is the same director's branch that snubbed Bradley Cooper for one of the highest grossing movies of the year in favor of Pavel Pavlikovsky, someone who, number one, I bet most of the people in the director's branch can't even pronounce his name. And second, most people in the States don't even know anyway. If they're going to do that, I highly doubt that they're going to nominate Regina King for a movie that's not really flashy. It's like it's. Like, I sure, it's flashier, it. it's flashier than something like a green book. But, you know, that's like saying you're the tallest kid in kindergarten. And I'm saying this as someone who likes One Night in Miami. And I think green book is horrible. But I, I think it's flashier than we're giving it credit for. Remember the boxing scenes at the beginning? Remember the uh, scene where uh, Leslie Odom Jr. sings at the end? Like, it takes a play and it adds on to it, making it cinematic. Well, what and- about... Argo. Yeah. Argo had some flashy directing. They snubbed that. They snubbed Catherine Bigelow for Zero and Dark Thirty. That's a that's a good point. And I think the reason they snubbed Ben Affleck, and I, I think the reason they snubbed Bradley Cooper, what and the reason they snubbed, and I don't think it's a snub, but I guess in some people's minds, uh, Denzel Washington for Fences is the fact that all of those actors turned directors also starred in the film and they didn't want to nominate them twice. But Sure, has got an edge here because she's not in the film. She's solely the director. Okay, sure. But like, you can't like Affleck and Cooper, their directing was flashier than Regina's. Like Denzel, like the directing is not really that flashy. And like, that makes sense. But when it comes to Affleck and Cooper, like they had every reason to be nominated in they didn't nominate them. They like they preferred Pavel Pavlikovsky or you know Michael Hanukkah and you know Ben Zeitlin, like which is awesome. That is so cool that that people as art house as those people like. I mean, the fact that Pavel Pavlikovsky and Michael Hanukkah got in is so cool. That's that's like well, I'm I'm still upset Powell got in over Bradley because that's stupid, but take out like someone else because Powell getting in is awesome. I think um, if anybody, I would take out Adam McKay. Yeah, take out Adam McKay. 
Brad that Bradley put so much into that movie. He should have gotten a nomination. And he was upset. You could tell he was like really sad when he didn't get one. Um well, well here's my thing here. Like to I'll, and I'll, and I'm going to steal a Brett quote. A Brett quote. The Academy outside the director's branch is I wear a beanie. The director's branch is I wear a beret. Like they are the by far and away the snobbiest, most highbrow, most pretentious in a lot of ways branch of the academy. They don't give a shit what other people tell them. They're like, hey, we like what they're doing more than these other people. We don't care if these other picks are more populist and maybe bigger best picture contenders. We're going to nominate these folks instead. So you're getting in, you're getting in, you're getting in, you're getting in. All right. But in even beyond those snubs, they snub Martin McDonough for Paul Thomas Anderson. They snub Ridley Scott for Lenny Abrahamson. They snub Ava, Ava DuVernay for Bennett Miller. You know, they, they do a lot of these other things. Um, they put Terrence Malick in for the Tree of Life over. Yeah. Um, uh, um, was Woody Allen nominated for director in that year for Midnight in Paris? I think so. I think it was uh, Scorsese, Allen, Hazavanicus, Malik. Uh, who did they snub? Maybe the person for the help, maybe? Alan, that, that's a flashy enough movie. I think Allen should have gotten in. Okay, it was... Woody Allen was nominated. It was Artist, Midnight in Paris, Tree of Life, Descendants, and Hugo. Oh, heck yeah. Descendants. So... Hmm, who misses? The Help, Moneyball, Spielberg. Yeah. Oh yeah, Warhorse. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they snub these other movies for these more art house picks. They do it all the goddamn time. So yeah, you're right. Like that's why I have doubts about King getting in, and I have doubts about Sorkin getting in as well. I. I had I put on a Florian Zeller over Sorkin. And my five right now is one Jaw, two Fincher, three Fennell, four Chung, five Zeller. Because Florian, he kind of, while that movie is a play, it, it seems like it kind of falls in line with the more autori things that director's branch is drawn to. Yeah, I'd hardly call Florian a tour this early in his career though i think and i think he's known more for like like theater i'm pretty sure i, I mean kind of like fran from uh mass so i don't know i maybe we could see him i i that would be cool it's a really well-directed movie but yeah i, I think if anyone surprises that's what did i miss oh we're just talking about director and like whether King's going to get in or Sorkin. And I'm, I'm saying King and George is saying that he thinks Zeller is going to take that. Yeah. I don't have either one of them getting in. Um, I, I think Kelly Reichert, who can't count her out. Yeah. He, I, who's is Zeller the father, right? Yes. Uh, that's a potential take, but I think that, um, I think they're going to have to want, they're going to want three women. Yeah. Well, 100%. Wh- who, who, who's going to stop them and say, 
Yeah, two's good enough. You can't put you can't put it past the academy. Yeah, you can. The, the academy has so much more respect, especially now than the Globes. Sure, if the Globes did but, it. The academy's going to do it. Okay, and but I, there was I, backlash. Like they they were trying to get them to nominate female directors last year. Like, come on, Academy, do it, and they didn't do it. Yeah, but last year there weren't really too many movies in contention that were directed by female filmmakers. The only one was uh, Little Women, and Little Women wasn't a top five contender. It was probably number eight. Should have been. Yeah, you can make the argument, but that was an incredibly, incredibly tough year. You can even if you took Todd Phillips out. Uh, Greta's also fighting against uh, Taika Waititi and uh, Noah Baumbach. So there's other big names that had sure. never gotten nominated, and she's been nominated before. So sure. uh, this year, it's easy. You can easily get three no- uh, female nominees in there. They all deserve it. That doesn't so. mean they will get them all in. I think Emerald Fennell is going to get in because Promising Young Woman is more of a director movie than one that in Miami is. But I, I think you're underestimating how much of a director movie One Night is. Because I think... Well, maybe she, I need to watch it again. Because when I watched that movie, I was like, best director? That's a stretch. Because the thing is, like, at, like uh, with something like um, Ma Rainey's, that, that's, that goes very much by what the play... Like, it's, it's, it's the same story as the play, but... With one night, she took the script of the play and added on to it. There's a lot of scenes in that movie that aren't in the play. Uh, the play is just them in the room, but she added all the stuff at the beginning. Be I'm sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. No worries. Um, you would be shocked about how um, hard, difficult, and time-consuming it is to make a film that takes place in just about one location. Yeah. It's stressful. to keep the continuity in place. to keep the rhythm going and stuff. And the Oscars have recognized that before, even all the way back to like 12 Angry Men. Yeah, but that's how far back you go. If this was the same director's branch that still nominated movies like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf every year, then Regina King would probably be a lock. But this is not the same branch. This is the this is the branch that's Steven. I know this is a long time ago, but they, they stopped Steven Spielberg for Jaws, for Fellini, for Armacord. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I watched a uh, video recently with Spielberg reacting, and he's like, before the nominations came on, he's like, I'm predicting I'm going to get 12 nominations. And the movie only got four, and he was so disappointed. It was really Goodness. sad. And he's like, Fellini got it instead of me. He was so mad. George. What? If Regina King makes it onto the director's list, you have to live stream yourself watching um, Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro's Sunday special. Oh, goodness. Cool thing. It's, it's around an hour long. Uh, shit. Are we actually going to do it? That'd be fun. I'm not going to hold my side of the bet, but. <laughs> oh, um, boy. I, I just. I have my doubts and it, it, it's something I've been expressing since I saw the film. It's just, it doesn't strike me as a director movie. Like again, it's flashier than green book, but like that doesn't really take much to do. Green book is just two people in a car for half the movie. Like that movie was never going to get a director nomination. 
George, number one, One Night Miami is a much better skilled movie than Green Book. I agree. Green Book, oh, but... Green Book has multiple locations. It's not like they're trying to keep continuity in one spot. Number two, number two, if I, I I'll have another, I have another take for you because the Dave Rubin Ben Shapiro Sunday special thing might be, uh, that might be an undertaking, right? Um, whoever loses this, if Regina King does not make it on the list or whoever does, we have to live stream ourselves just listening to the Pokemon um, Post Malone cover with a complete straight face. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a challenge. <laughs> but, the, but, 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 but like the point I'm trying to make is that this director's branch is super snobby. And like, there's a reason to nominate Emerald Fennell. Like, look at how that movie is edited and shot, like, and, and how it feels like an old action movie in certain respects. They like they're gonna come all over that, and even Minari. Like, like, like I, I know Greta Gerwig. Like that, like Lady Bird isn't the flashiest movie, but like, I mean, it's it's a really grounded family drama that like has really real characters in this movie that's so easy to connect to that that compels um the director's branch i mean we just mentioned room and also um a more room a film that takes place in one location for for half the movie for half the movie and and uh one night i'd say maybe i mean most of the movie but there there are other locations there's the boxing match which is really well shot um yeah and the other thing you know the rooftop scene is cool yeah yeah the other thing though is um you said that the uh the director's branch is a little snobby aren't we a little snobby and we're inclined to like if we were voting i i i'd at least vote for regina and we're we're kind of film snobs a little bit so like we're not we can put- Acad- we're not directors branch in the academy <laughs> film stops no but like no that's true but but i i feel like uh we can kind of like tap into their mindset because like um i i personally like i'm sure in 2012 if we were directors uh if we were in that branch we'd vote for michael haneke and um i this year, I feel like at least Brett and I would probably vote <laughs> for Regina King. So I know that's a stupid point. Oh, I but... wouldn't put her in my top five directors of the year, but I say that she's in the Oscars. I okay. don't. I would, but yeah. I don't know that you guys are right about this because, <clears throat> like, you don't come out of that movie thinking, oh my goodness, Regina King did such a great job directing. Look at all those technicals. You come out of it thinking the performances, the script. You know, I, I, I came out of it thinking she did a really good job. I, I don't think it's the best directed film of the year. I don't think it's Nomadland or Promising Young Woman or Minari or Mank, but I can't think of anything else that would take that fifth slot. Like, I, th- I think it's better than Trial in terms of directing. I think a lot of people have issue with Aaron Sorkin's directing in that film. I think that's probably the weakest aspect. I, but with... Um, with when I, in Miami, I've, I've heard a lot of compliments for Regina King, and a lot of people really love her. She's very well respected in the industry. So yes. I, I think that's something you need to take into consideration. But is that enough? 
for the director's branch of the Academy to say, hell fucking yeah, we're putting Regina King on the top five over these other more artsy contenders. Again, it's the well, same director's branch that's the Bradley Cooper for someone whose name most of them can't even pronounce. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Powell Polakovsky, that's not that hard to pronounce. That's easier than like uh, a pizza pong. It, it, will, it will explain to me Martin McDonough and Paul Thomas Anderson getting in over him. Uh, I guess because Martin McDonough is seen as a very much more of a, a screenwriter than a, uh, I mean, he's seen as a director, obviously, but it's really a screenwriting that people um, are drawn to. And they say that he's one of the, the best screenwriters working today. So they thought they could just honor him there and they don't have to squeeze him into director. I have no idea why Luca wasn't nominated. I can't give you a good argument for that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think this year for directors is that stacked and Regina, it would just make a lot of sense if they squeezed her in. Okay. But, well, there's oh, other yeah. auditory picks besides Zeller. You know, what if the DGA decides to nominate Spike Lee? Yeah, I, I, I think that movie's done. I, I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm saying if the DGA decided to nominate Spike Lee, they could do it. And if that were going to happen, I would be like, hmm, maybe he can get into the director lineup. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, what, or what about um, if Judas pulls a fan and throws a Shaka King makes it in? Yeah, it's possible. But I don't really think that's all too hell, 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 hell. Darius Martyr seems like someone who's got more of an auditory um, sense, more auditory sensibilities than Regina King, at least. If Darius gets in, I will celebrate. I'll be very happy. That'd be beautiful. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't think it's going to happen Darius either. Rucker? I'm just Pardon? Darius Rucker? Is that what you said? No, not the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> no. Uh, no, uh, Darius <coughs> Martyr from, uh, is that his last name? Yes. Yeah, Sound of Metal director. Mm. Um, not deserved, sorry. Oh, is there any more categories we got to go through? Um, Quickly. Let's see. Uh, well, we don't need to talk about animated. That was obvious. So score was pretty obvious, even though, George, I know you didn't predict it. Yeah, and I got to watch Tucker Carlson now. Yeah, I told you that was so obvious. Yeah, I should have. I should have listened. I should have listened, but I had to go with my gut. But now you're watching her boy Tucker. Yeah, (sighs) that's cool. (laughs) Or or Ken Tucker. Ken Tucker Carlson. Ken Tucker Carlson. Oh, no, I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> um, I hate that <laughs> <laughs> but again I'm just saying director's branch is snobby as shit snobby 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 so I would hesitate before you call Regina King a lock I don't think she is a lock I just think she's getting in Hey guys, this is really off topic, but I just realized something. So if the Five Bloods and Judas and the Black Messiah don't make it in, then alphabetically, 
the first movie they're going to call is Make, which means that the first that no movie before the letter M will be nominated for Best Picture. Am I the only person that thinks that's crazy? <laughs> Wait, can you repeat that again? <laughs> if Judas and the Black Messiah and Defy Bloods don't get nominated, Mank will be the first movie they announce, which means that no movie before the letter M will get into the Best Picture lineup this year. Unless they do The Father. That's oh, a- yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't know what I'm talking about. Didn't they announce Ford B. Ferrari first last year? Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about this year. Yeah, I know. Oh, but the yeah, father yeah. is the same letter F. That's true. Yeah. 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 But it would be so wild. I kind of hope that those movies don't get in just so that the, it there's no movie before the letter M. That'd be crazy. Well, it depends on how many nominees there are. So yeah. I'm still mourning Paddington 2 not getting into 2018. So let's say there's a solid seven. Nomadland, Trial, Minari, Promising a Woman, Mank, One Night in Miami, and Ma Rainey's. Let's say News of the World is eight. Then Father is nine. Then Judas is ten. That's incorrect, but... Um, how incorrect is it, Brad? There's, there's no way that News of the World is getting nominated for Best Picture. There Brett, weren't no you way. weren't you the one person who was like supporting that movie? <laughs> I was for a bit because the boomers love it, but like I just hear nothing after. Like once it's left my theater, like there's just no buzz around that movie except for like oh. I mean, weird. it could be First Man. You know, I'll, I'll move it to ten for the sake of this argument. I, yeah, I, it's yeah. I just so I actually. This is I've, I have some character development because for a while I was the one saying the father's not getting in, right? Yeah, I think the father has a better shot than One Night at Miami for getting in the picture. What? I really? I have it ranked seven. That's insane. The father didn't get Critics' Choice. I have it at seven. The, well, the I mean, to be getting... fair, One Night at Miami didn't get Globes. Yeah, yeah, and but the father's getting insane buzz right now. Yeah, I, I think it, if anything. It. If anything, you can make the case that it has more that like it's got a better shot than Ma Rainey's. But one night got that director nomination, so I think it's a lock now. So yeah, my eight is actually one night in Miami. My nine is Soul because I'm still riding that train. I, I have I have this feeling. Soul is there. dead. I'm sorry. It's not dead. It's not. It's dead. dead. It's, it's dead. Not, it's not dead if it gets the PGA. And I don't think it's going to get PGA, so I think it's dead. There's that, but there is a lot riding. For that movie, it's had some turn. It has had some some downfalls for sure, but I still think it's a nine slot. And then the tenth slot is Sound of Metal, but I don't think that's happening. Oh, well, I I have a uh, Judas and the Black Messiah at eight because I think that's got insane buzz right now. It has insane buzz. I just don't think it's Oscars. I don't know. It if Kaluuya is getting in. And there's there's a shot at it getting a screenplay nomination if it takes Sound of Metal slot. So we will we do need to point out there is some buzz that sound that the Academy may change Sound of Metal to adapted screenplay at the last minute simply because it is based on an unreleased film by Derek Sian France, which is why he has the screenplay credit. 
Which I was hyping up years ago, and I didn't realize until after I watched Sound of Metal. Pretty crazy. And Moonlight, this was the same deal. Moonlight is based on an unpublished play that one that was, you know, it was never released. They just took the, the play and made it into a film. The Academy said, you're adapted now. And they did this with Whiplash. Even though Whiplash, you know, it's based on, like, because there's a short film, but that was a scene from an already completed draft of the movie that Damien Chazelle made so that he could get funding for the feature. Also, if I'll give you guys that Soul might not get nominated for Best Picture, but it's absolutely an adapt in an original screenplay. Ooh. It's a lock in original screenplay. I hope it's, so. But it didn't even get the critics' choice. It didn't even get the critics' choice. <laughs> sorry, I, I, I feel like yeah, he's right. I'm sorry, Brett. No, no, no. That I'm sorry. That's a dumb argument. It's it's still showing up. Inside Out got a critics' choice most, nomination like, for movies. screen. It's one of the most seen movies of the year. It's everywhere. They always Inside do that with Pixar. Out. It doesn't get nominated. <laughs> Inside Out was nominated at the Critics' Choice for Screenplay. No, Inside Out was nominated for Screenplay at the Critics' Choice. I'm telling you, the soul, Soul's in. And I, the Soul's I don't Screenplay so. has a lot more buzz than Sound of Metal and Judas. Well, Sorry, Sound of Metal movie. got the screen. We got the Critics' Choice nomination and the WGA nomination. Now, granted... Uh, animated Why? films are ineligible. At I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait. Do you see Sound of Metal's a bad movie? It's not great. That is such what? a what? It's uh, way better than Judas. It is way better than Judas. No, Judas is a way better movie than Judas. Sorry. Judas is such an okay movie, and people are over. No, it is it. not. Tristan, it is, shut it up. Is a three out of five. People. It's are a four and a half. Sound no, of Metal it is, is like not. this guy. He's like, I'm kind of sad. Okay, now I can hear a little bit. And what? It's it's such a beautiful <laughs> movie about the deaf community. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm giving it too much. It's just like it's annoying that it's showing up places that I feel like it shouldn't be. I don't know. But like, it's it's not a bad movie. I, I take that back. I was just heated. Goodness, I was heated because Pixar made one of the most original, touching films of the last decade. And people are like, it's not going to get nominated for screenplay. And I'm like, that, that's, a, that's a dumb take. I'm sorry. That is stupid. Dumb it take. should get nominated. Well, it I mean, should be. Here's but... the thing. You guys, you guys can agree that it should be nominated. It will be nominated. It's... Here, even the Oscars past with nominating Pixar always for screenplay and nothing else. Inside it's... Out got a Critics' oh, Choice nomination. Inside okay. Out got a Critics' Why Choice nomination for finding screenplay. Nemo Critics Soul choice did not do that. And... I, I'm willing to bet Critics' Choice was Ratatouille and Critics' Choice. I, I can look them up right now. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Well, uh, Critics' Choice kind of changed the way they operate uh, at the turn of the decade, so it, it might be a little... That's also the thing. The Oscars don't always follow these award branches. They'll do weird things. Uh, so Finding Nemo got in Best Picture at the Critics' Choice. The reason I pulled it up so quickly because I was actually already on the Critics' Choice Wikipedia. Um, what else are we looking for? The Incredibles? Yeah. Uh, the Incredibles did not get in. Well, to be fair, to be fair, um, from 2001 to 2008, 
there was only one screenplay category to Critics' Choice. Yeah, that's true. Um, but and, he's got a point. Let's see if Ratatouille got in. Ratatouille did not get in, but oh, once oh. again, okay, once, that's right. I will no. Let me make this point. Up got in. Okay, that's fair. I'll make the point that these um, nominees, th- th- there was only one screenplay category. Well, you know, it's like it's like at the Golden Globes. Like they didn't nominate Jojo Rabbit last year. They didn't nominate Black Klansman. They didn't nominate Get Out. You know, they they didn't nominate some of these movies that even eventually went on to win because it's one category where they shove both original and adapted screenplays into it. Yeah, Borat won musical comedy. Yay! Yeah, that's cool. And yes, inside I did get a Critics' Choice nomination for screenplay. I'm just yeah. saying. Let's see. Here's what I'll say about picture. As it stands right now with those 10, I guess if you, if there's nine, cut off news of the world. If there's eight, cut off, I guess, Judas or the father. But you never know. All right. I think we're all tired. It's 1.30 in the morning. I need to go to bed. Same. And uh, I'm going to... Try and to I'm glad we can all agree that Soul's getting nominated for best original screen. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen, buddy. I'm sorry. It will. I'm sorry, buddy. If it misses the BAFTA nomination, it is over twice. Uh critics choice next Sunday. God help us all. Who, who's who's watching? It's gonna be on the CW. It's the television network. God help us all. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Good night, everybody. Good night.